This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, May 23rd, 2014. I'm Caleb Brown. At the end of the Cold War and Soviet domination, while shortages and hyperinflation were ravaging Poland's economy, economist Leszek Bolsarowicz was given an enormous task to shift the economy away from socialism to free markets. On Wednesday, Bolsarowicz received the Milton Friedman Prize for Advancing Liberty from the Cato Institute. These are his remarks Wednesday night at the Waldorf Astoria Hotel in New York. As we all know, Milton Friedman was a great scholar and a great communicator in the service of what works best in society. Individual liberty, free markets, and the rule of law. Therefore, I am very, very grateful to the jury for awarding me this prize. <clears throat> I am also deeply honored by Garis Kasparov's speech. As everybody knows, Gary combines an enormous intellect and a great courage. <clears throat> which has been showing in opposing the Putin's regime in Russia. I fully share what Gary has said about Russia's invasion into Ukraine. I would only stress <clears throat> that this is an aggression of a non-democratic state against still democratic Ukraine. Aggression which pays encourages further aggressions, perhaps in some distant places, like Asia. Aggression is like a contagious disease. It is better to be stopped quite early. However, let me now turn to my native Poland. Until spring 1989, I did not expect that Soviet Union would dissolve and Poland would be free. I did not have such a dream. It was beyond my dreams, as it was beyond the dreams of most of Poles. But I had a hobby. <clears throat> I was very much interested in market reforms. And uh, in the late 70s, I created a, an informal group of then younger economists to work on this topic, and we did it for more than 10 years. After the elections of 4th July 1989, it became clear that Poland can move ahead with radical transformation, and I was asked to take the responsibility for the economic reforms. I accepted it because I felt that by chance I did some homework and I had a team. As one can see, sometimes it pays to have useless hobbies. The situation in Poland in late 89, as it was mentioned, was dramatic. Inflation was equal to 30-40% a month. Combined with massive shortages, we, have, we are a bankrupt country vis-a-vis -vis the West, and output was falling. But Poland was free. 
that we could do what was impossible from geopolitical point of view before. We could move to free markets and to the rule of law. <clears throat> there were basically two ways of doing this, rapidly and on a broad front, or slowly and step by step. I felt that the first option was very risky because we were on uncharted waters. But the second option was completely hopeless. <laughs> so a very risky option is always better than a hopeless option. <laughs> and this is what gave me strength to pursue the reforms. It was not a blind faith. It was based on what I believed was a rational comparison of options. I was also in charge of policy economic policies between 97 and the year 2000. And then we accelerated privatization and the deregulation of the economy. By the way, the most important economic reforms are at the same time political reforms because they reduce the scope of politicized or bureaucratic interventions. Finally, I had the pleasure of chairing Poland's Central Bank during 2001 and 2007, when in inflation was reduced from 10% to 2%. Don't want to reduce it further. <laughs> I think there are many lessons about economic reforms, but let me mention two. First, be ready to move fast when a window of opportunity appears, to move fast in the right direction. One has to be ready for that. And second, work hard on the public opinion to stop the spiral of state intervention. It is better to stop it by that than by the crisis, which arises when this sort of policies are not stopped. And in those respects, I believe the role of Cato and other free market think tanks is enormous. It is for protection, if it is successful, against crisis and stagnation. And this brings me to my final remark, if I may. <clears throat> the most vocal enemies of what work best, free markets and the rule of law, are in the countries of democratic capitalism. External opponents are nowadays much weaker, even though Mr. Putin probably believes that he can overwhelm the West. But politicized economy can all work well, and Russia's economy is increasingly politicized and fragile. It's no match to the combined economic might of the West. It's 20 times smaller and very much dependent on exports of raw materials, more than 70%. So the huge potential for the West to do more, to stop aggression or to discourage further aggression early on. As I mentioned, nevertheless, the main opponents of rule of law and free markets 
are various status groups within democratic capitalism, including Central and Eastern Europe. <laughs> and they are of two kinds. First, kind has pecuniary motivation to get more money from the government and more regulations. But the second group is ideological. They, what they say is demonizing free markets and worshiping the state. In every society, there is a great demand for free lunch. And whenever there is a demand, there is a supply. And much of the economic profession supplies. The stories about economic miracles, which can be performed by big government. But it's not justified by any rational and empirical analysis. <clears throat> and they, this ideological status, they use every opportunity to press their case in the society. <clears throat> for example, they try hard to pin the blame for the economic crisis on capitalism. While the truth is the most catastrophic disruptions of economic life, sometimes coupled with genocide, has happened because of the excessive concentration of political power and not free markets. Look at Stalin, Russia. And Maoist China. Millions and millions of people perished. It was not a free market. And even under democratic capitalism, the deepest crises were not, were not due to free markets as Milton Friedman has shown, and other scholars have confirmed that. The deeper reason for the initiation and prolongation of a Great Depression in the United States were due to the wrong policies of various kinds. And some other economists, including Charles Kalomiris, who is here, have shown that wrong policies were behind the recent financial crisis. So, against the collectivist pressures, which surely will continue, so we have a guaranteed job for the future. <laughs> to oppose them, we have to get stronger and stronger. And I am very happy <clears throat> that I can participate in this great movement for liberty, rule of law, and prosperity. <clears throat> And finally, let me say that there were some people without whom I could not sustain, launch and certainly sustain economic reforms in Poland, and without whom I would not be rewarded Milton Friedman Prize. And I would like to mention, first of all, my wife, Eva, who is here. And I will regard this as our common prize. Thank you very much. Leszek Balsarowicz is the 2014 recipient of the Milton Friedman Prize for Advancing Liberty. You can learn more about the prize and its previous recipients at Cato.org.